The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. It is my great pleasure to announce that the 2023 Heisman Trophy winner is Jaden Daniels from Louisiana State University. Wallace settles under it at the 25, gets a block, comes to the near side, 30, spins out of one tackle, 35, along the near sideline, 40. He's at midfield. Wallace to the 40, still in his feet, 30, 20, 10. Celebration time. No flags. Wallace in the end zone. Hayes in the barn. And the Ravens win it in overtime. It's a legendary moment, man. Something that only a couple people in this world would even think about doing. I hope they still show it whenever whenever he goes to the Hall of Fame because that's that's a legendary moment that uh, we didn't get to didn't get to really uh, witness. Back to throw, looking left, looking right. Pumps runs out to the left, throws on the run. Lamb at the seven and strolls in, walks all the dogs. Touchdown, Lamb. Jump corner. Sores open for three and the dagger got it. And you can unhitch the wagon, put the ponies in the barn, and kill the hog. The Sooners are moving to 9-0. Hour 2, T-Row in the morning show on a Monday, December 11. I know, I I was a little on edge Saturday. There was a lot of technicals being handed out. The intensity was high in the arena. I, uh, I, uh, yeah, slaughtered a hog at the end there, T-J. Um... Well, we got a lot of stuff. Let's start checking some things off the list here. The women fall to UNLV 92-76 Saturday. They got off to a great start this year and now are struggling. That's three losses in the last couple of weeks. That one at home. OSU wins last night over Tulsa in the Paycom Center, 72-57. Bowl mania, Tej. We are... Well, it's this Saturday, so we're that many days away. Five days from the start of the bowl season. Seven bowl games Saturday. So we've been kind of being nice to you so far. but Wait, what? Holy cow. Like, I knew that, but you saying it out loud and me looking back at the calendar, I didn't realize we were already that deep into December, but... Man. Yeah, all right. It's yeah. December 11th. I know. I'm just saying. But when you said that, I'm like, wait a minute. They got like a week and a half. No, they got five no. days to sign up. Yeah. Let's go, people. Time to sign up for Bowl Mania. If you haven't yet done so, get your act together, okay? Uh, TJ, tell them how they do it. Hey, they get their act together. That's what they do. That's right. Uh, the Hal Smith uh, College Bowl pick them. You go to ESPN.com. There is a fantasy tab where all their fantasy sports are. You can even go to their ESPN fantasy app. is uh, really easy to do as well. Find Capital One Bowl Mania on ESPN. I keep saying that as if I know that's still the sponsor. I assume that it still is. Yeah, it, it is. has you been for it. years. Yeah, you uh, then you go 
two groups. You find the group Unhitch the Wagon. Enter that group when it asks for the password. It's Sooners. Sooners with an S. Capital S at the beginning. And you're in. If you were in last year, like many, many, many of you were, just click rejoin. When it takes you to that page, it'll say rejoin group. You just click rejoin. It'll put you right back in. Then you go out. You fill out your uh, your winners of each bowl game. And if you would like to adjust the confidence level, then that's where you adjust it and slide it up and down. Where if you want, uh, if you feel really confident about the Sooners and want to move them all the way up, then you put them at the highest confidence level and then start rolling on Saturday. TJ, unhitch the wagon. Mm-hmm. Already. 449 members, private group, private group. That means you've got to have the password and everything to get in? Yes. Already the largest group in America. There you go, people. By double any other private group out there in the country. We're doing it again. So uh, come one, come all. Invite your friends. Invite your enemies. If you are a listener to this station and you're not playing Unhitch the Wagon, you're not cool. I don't know what to tell you. So uh, make sure that you are in and you get your business. You you stand on your business before Saturday, TJ. You know who stands on their business? Who's that? Hal Smith. Hal Smith Restaurant Group. They bring you the college bowl pick Giving the perfect gift never been easier. You can win. No crumbs. You can win lots of great gift cards from Hal Smith if you enter this thing and you're one of the first three uh, finishers here. But if you're looking for a uh, great Christmas gift for someone out there, the Hal Smith gift card, perfect. Use it at Charleston's. Use it at the garage. Have some great burgers. If you like uh, brunch, breakfast, neighborhood jam, Red Rock Canyon. Uh, Louis, lots of great restaurants. Wavo. The list goes on and on of great places that – the person you're purchasing for could use this for. So it's the perfect you said gift. Charleston's, right? Yes, Charleston's. Yeah. So spread the holiday joy this season. Uh, HouseSmith.com for your Love their House gift cards. I have King of the Mountain news. We are down to four, and it could potentially be over tonight. Woo! Seriously. I wouldn't joke about this. Um, we had, we lost three, obviously on Thursday with the Steelers. We had eight when the week started. Okay. We lost, uh, three on Thursday with the Steelers. We lost one more yesterday. Royale from Raleigh had the Texans. All right. Lisa and Norman is through. She had the saints. She's good and could be the champion. If tonight, the Packers lose at the Giants because wow. B.A. Brad, Johnny H., and Sharon C. all have the Packers tonight. So we're down to four or one after tonight's games, Teach. What are your thoughts? Um, I cannot say – I cannot root against the Packers. I would get in trouble from the wife, and she's probably listening right now. So I would just say – uh, good luck to the person that can win tonight if all that plays out. King of the Mountain brought to you all year by the Carlsbad Management Group. Thank you very much. What a competition this has been, TJ. This feels very much like Squid Games. Very much so. In fact, I got in trouble Saturday. You know, Thursday we had some people eliminated, so Friday morning we were talking about it, and I jokingly said uh, McCade was knocked out, and he sucks like his dad now. And uh, I ran into – I was sitting with McCade's mom, 
Saturday at the game, and she turned around and said, Hey, what are you doing telling my kid he sucks? And I said, ah. I said he yeah, sucked like his dad, you know. Uh, you went too I far. Got with in that. trouble. I got in trouble from uh, Mama McKay. I so. finished Squid Game Challenge last night. Yes, we did. The wife. Uh, no spoilers. If uh, no, I won't. I won't give any spoilers. Uh, at the end, they say uh, they give a little website if you want to. Yeah. Participate in the next one. Yes. I might. I might give it. A, I've already a gone look. to that site and looked over some of the rules and stuff. You got to oh. put together a one-minute video, fill out the application. When so. is it shot? Does it say? Uh, I didn't uh, click on like the details, so I'm not sure. I'm not I sure. have a very specific six-week window I needed to be <laughs> shot in. <laughs> Tremendous game. Tremendous game. Uh, I won't give anything away, but it was fantastic. I, I got to go back and watch the show now, I guess. Huh? Do I, do, do I go back and watch the show now or no? The show's great. I loved the show, so that's up to you. I mean, um, I would recommend it. Billy Bowman's coming back, T. That's right. He's going to run Billy, it back. Billy, Billy, Billy. On Friday, he dropped the word. He's coming back. Your thoughts? Excited. I thought that was uh, as key as uh, anything. Like Probably even more so than uh, Danny surprised? Stutzman. Pleasantly surprised, I'll say that. Yes. Like, I kind of thought he might make the jump, but I was hoping that he would want to come. And he had, he had dropped hints, you know, that, he was really excited about playing in the SEC and having that challenge and everything, and he had a great year, and I think he can improve himself and move up the draft board. So uh, pleasantly surprised, Jess. Very exciting is, that he's uh, coming back. Huge news, right? Yeah. For the, uh, Absolutely it is. Huge news for the defense going into next year. Uh, Dylan Gabriel's going to Oregon. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts? Not surprised at all. I cannot believe Greg Swaim had got it wrong. He's never wrong about anything. Um, I kind of just thought that's hey, where he would end up. Pause once the room for yeah. a second. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Did I do something Sooner, wrong there? Sooner fans, just ignore the guy. <laughs> He's a clown. It's okay? some, sometimes it's hard to ignore a clown, you know? It's just right, kind of ahead, hard. Touch. Anyway, um, as soon as you heard, you know, that he was going to transfer and not go to the NFL. I thought it was a natural fit for him, closer to home. Marcus Mariota played there, who was his childhood hero, and it kind of always kind of talked about that. And they were needing a quarterback. They had a, a situation where they could give him a good NIL package. So it all kind of made sense. So good for him. I'll be rooting for him. I hope the best for him next year. Uh, I think we joked on Friday. I think you said it would be fun if, Dylan and Jackson both ended up in New York at the Heisman ceremony. Could happen. And that, that would be cool, and it could happen. Could happen. happen. Uh, could programs. play against each other in a 12-team playoff next year, too. Honestly, Lebby confused me on, was that Friday night he dropped the hashtag dime time uh, on his tweet that he sent out? And I'm like, wait I a didn't minute. see that. And I'm like, wait a minute. like, So is that his hashtag? Or I always associated that with Dylan. No, it's Dylan. Right. So when he did that, I'm like, wow, maybe they did put something together for him and he's going, but that's all it was, was that hashtag. And then it, it was like his, a little video of his signature or something. And I'm like, so did they get Dylan Gabriel? I was, I was confused by that because they had already announced, uh, Blake, oh, Shapen. Blake Shapen was there earlier in the day. So I, I didn't even know what that was about, or if he's trying to claim that that's his hashtag or what that, that had me confused Friday night. So I was glad to see 
Dylan head to Oregon. We'll see if this works out. Uh, I think Barry Trammell, I, I didn't uh, read his story, but I think I think it was Barry had posted something uh, yesterday or Saturday about Brent Venable's gamble. He's exchanging two years of Jackson Arnold for one year of Dylan Gabriel. And, that, I mean, that's exactly right. And, and yeah. only time will yeah. tell whether it's the it's the right call or not. I did uh, – the Oregon people reached out after uh, – Jorgie, who's been on this show, their color analyst, Saturday was asking me about DG and just kind of a scouting report on him as a player and as a human and all that kind of stuff. And so they're excited about him. you got to remember, they had a guy at the Heisman ceremony this year. So he's got – you know, he's following – on the footsteps of a very, very good season by Bo Nix. And uh, so he's got a lot to live up to, but he'll do good. He'll do really good out there. Really, really good. And that's a landing. It's not USC, you know? I mean, there was there's right, a couple of right. spots that would have been hard to cheer for him at. And maybe some people regard Oregon as one of those spots because they're mad about the onside kick and all that. I've never been mad at Oregon for the onside kick. It's not their fault. What were they supposed to turn it down? I mean, they it was the refs that screwed OU that day and that was a long time ago, but mm-hmm. I won't have any I won't have a hard time rooting for uh DG at Oregon. No, and and playing in that conference going to that conference, I'll be rooting for them throughout the season as far as to win it. So In the Big the 10? Big, the Big 10, yeah. So How about that? Now the, uh, the we got some more. This is portal talk we're doing now, TJ. Who do we need to give some love to while we're doing portal talk here? Oh, transfer portal news always brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. Call 405-831-8222. And Brent Swift and his 25 years of roofing experience will personally come look at your roof and home. SwiftcoTeam.com is their website. Uh, Tyler Guyton and Andrew Rame are going to uh, uh, the NFL draft. So we won't have them in San Antonio. The offensive line is going to be kind of like it was last year, honestly. Patchwork. Remember we had yeah. a bunch of backups, and they played great against Florida State. So we'll see if they can come up big again. Arizona also had a, a, their best player, probably, Jordan Morgan, offensive tackle. He has declared for the NFL draft. So Arizona will not have him for the bowl game either that's positive news there and then the Sooners got a pickup yesterday Tej in the portal a a cornerback from San Diego State his name is uh Des uh, Malone Des Malone headed from San Diego State to OU he is a uh like I said a defensive back a cornerback specifically so OU gets a a pickup there in the portal. Am I forgetting anything portal wise here? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that was uh, the main uh, headlines over the weekend that I Jayden saw. Jaden Daniels wins the Heisman. Mm-hmm. You okay with that? I thought it should have gone to Michael Penix Jr. I thought overall the season Washington had and the things that he had done and beating Oregon twice and in those big matchups probably, in my opinion, deserved it a little more. I mean, Daniels is a great talent and tremendous, uh, you know, passing and running the ball and everything and had a big season. But I thought on the landscape of college football this year, Michael Penix Jr. was much bigger, played on much bigger of a stage and will play on much bigger of a stage. So I would have given it to him. I mean, Jaden Daniels' stats are They're unreal. Ridiculous. They're ridiculous. Undeniable. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing is he lost three games. That's it. I mean, 50 touchdowns and four interceptions. 
Right, right at 5,000 total yards, something like that. I mean, it's off the charts, 72% completion percentage. He deserves the Heisman on those stats. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the knock against him is they lost three games and Washington didn't. So uh, I could see why he won it. And I, and I wonder, Teach, if it's not what we speculated about earlier is he was the representative of the South. And the South. Yeah, I think that together. was a big part of it. Yeah, and I think. And you had Penix and Nick both out, out west. west. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. The South is a solid voting block. TJ, <laughs> they get together, have dinner, and uh, decide on their one vote. Hey, I was talking to Chuck Barrett on Saturday. Arkansas PXP. That's code TJ for play-by-play. And uh, he was telling me that sometimes, not every year, but sometimes. All the play-by-play guys in the SEC will get together in the summer in Birmingham. They will meet with, uh, uh, like, the, the the head ref will go over, like, next year's rules with them and everything. Right. And then they'll play golf. How about that? I said, count me in, baby. So we'll see if I get an invite as the new guy to the SEC PXP club or not uh, this summer. Not with your attitude towards Eric Musselman. Oh, you think I'm the only one that's got that attitude toward Eric Musselman? <laughs> no, I don't. You, you don't think I'll find any uh, anybody else at this golf outing that agrees with me on that one? Probably Chuck I'm Barrett. I'm going to say Chuck Barrett may, may agree with yeah. you, yeah. 720, quick break. Uh, coming up, we'll hear from Porter Moser. His thoughts after a big win for his Sooners on Saturday. And I got to tell you about Kevin again, Teach. I got to. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. There are trucks, then there's the truck. Hightower Clinical brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show, bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma. No cost or insurance needed to participate. Medication provided for free and patients are compensated. I'll get through this read. I don't know why I struggle with it so much every day. Located around uh, the uh, metro, various locations. Coming soon to Ardmore. Hightowerclinical.com. Call or text 405-831-5905. See what we got on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Marietta Sooner says, Toby usually is always positive about anything OU, but with the Stutzman situation... He seems negative. Give it up, folks. He's gone. <laughs> You're no, not I don't negative. Know I just the report is he's leaving, right. and I'm just curious as to why people are holding out hope. But you explained to me that maybe he's dropped some Easter eggs out there. Right. That maybe he's not gone. So you guys who follow the message boards and the podcasts and all that kind of stuff closer than I do are have have told me, well, he's kind of hinting around that he might want to stay. So I understand better now. I do not know anything beyond what has been reported. Good morning, gentlemen. I had a great time in Tulsa passing out arm sleeves to the kids. Team looks great. How about them Cowboys? And it was great seeing you two guys. That's from Mr. OU. Well, he's talking about the Dallas Cowboys yes. who thumped the Eagles last Got night. All over the Eagles. Are you fired up about your squad? Uh, finally a good win. You know, they had beat some teams that they should have beat throughout the year. Well, I mean, they had played... San Francisco and Philadelphia before that and got hammered mm-hmm. and won the other games that they should win. So this was a really good win for them. Gave them the division lead for now. They've got a much tougher schedule to close things out than 
Philadelphia does, but that was a good win last night. They played extremely well and, and put it to them. So that was a good win for them. Yeah. What if you get the double championship in the same year? Well, then I'll get greedy and want the triple. I'll want the Mavericks to close it out, get Luka one, and then I'll want Porter and the guys to go and get OU's first oh, basketball. Do you understand, uh, folks, did you see who then, was last in that line? Well, I'm, I went last. pro first, he and went then I all went all of his OU. pro teams, and right. then he came back to OU. Right, I wasn't meaning That's it in right. any way. I wasn't all putting it in any Texas order. All of the Texas teams, I mean, if you ask and me, then he came back to if OU. If you ask me what's remaining this sports season of what I would want to see first, that would be skipping the boys returning to Omaha and, and, and finishing it off. All right, all right. So what was uh, it like to be on the road with the team? Did you was it fun? It was fun. We had a great time. I don't know that it felt much different than being in Norman. Huh. But are no. there usually six to eight thousand opposing fans in Norman? <laughs> I'm joking. No, it was Maybe a great when time. Kansas comes it was a great town. time. It was a good crowd. The OU fans uh, did a great job. Mr. OU, who just sent that text, I, I got to give it up to him, man. It, I know people talk about it all the time, but some of the stuff he does in-game, like when you're watching him, he doesn't have to do. Like, the guy just works hard. He's not getting paid. He's infectious. He is uh, always making sure people are taken care of. There was during timeouts I was watching him, and, like, he's uh, wrangling up mascots and stuff, like Top Dog and Boomer and Sooner and – like, little kids are wanting their pictures with them, and those guys are in their mascot outfits and can't necessarily see the kids back behind them and stuff, and he's over there getting the mascot's attention and lining them up with kids that want pictures, and he's taking pictures, and he's handing out arm sleeves, and he's just he's just all over the place, man, and he works, he works really hard in games and makes sure everybody's happy and taken care of, and like I said, some of those weren't even involving him. He was just trying to get the mascots over to the kids that were wanting pictures with the mascots, and he's just, uh, he's just a good dude. He's a good dude. So I agree hard. with you wholeheartedly on that. I do want to disagree with one thing you said, though. What's that? Um, horses can see 360 degrees. <laughs> well, Boomer can't because Boomer was like, huh? Huh? What? Who? What? Where? So no, That's not true. Top dog, he just turns his head around backwards the other way, pulls on his ears and spins his head around. Look, oh, those kids over there. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's over there. Uh, this one, Lars William just says, TJ's fault. I don't know. That goes back to 630. I sure. So I we brought you up on the show uh, Saturday and the postgame show, uh, apologizing to everyone for the uh, broadcast going down for a couple of minutes. Right. And we said that after thorough research, we had gotten to the bottom of it, and it was TJ's fault. <laughs> of course you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take. Well, you were in the house. I was in the house. Wasn't your fault? Mm, I can't do that. No, I can't prove that it wasn't. No. Uh, Let's see here. Saw an article in the. For those of you that joined us late, uh, TJ had upper bowl tickets next row to the top and stole someone's seats in the lower bowl (laughs) so so that his family could watch the game. Unsold seats. I went and sat in unsold seats. Seats Mm -hmm. one through eighteen were still available long after uh, tip off, Mm -hmm. and I just went and sat in those seats. So I guess we'll never know. Like I said, text uh, McCaden, his dad and uh, mom, and I said, uh, Bruce, Kate, uh, Christy, come on down. Let's sit in front of us. See how uh, the rich live, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> yeah, the rich live. <laughs> they had texted me. They were up for level two, and they're like, we can't see anything up here. I go, come on down. There's great seats down here. I got oh you a few. God, I bought you so a few. so far up there. <laughs> so far from the court. Way up there in Loud City. <laughs> Uh, this one's saying that OU Daily put out that he has already declared for the draft. I don't know how 
if that's new or if they're just speculating off of what the previous report was, is what this text are sending in anyway. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Toby, what happened to the network feed on Varsity? We lost you for two minutes and never got you back. Well, I don't know what I am. Okay, so we did come back, and uh, so the whole Ethernet went down in the building for about five minutes. And it knocked us off the air, and we jumped back on the cell phone and kept broadcasting. I don't know about the Varsity Network app. My guess is that at Learfield, when it got knocked off, they forgot to connect it again. I don't know. that They connect there at Learfield in Jefferson City, Missouri, to the Varsity Network app. So that's my guess. I don't know. Um so I apologize to those that were listening on the app. I do think some of you never got us again on the app. There are a variety of different places other than the Varsity Network if that happens in the future. But, again, apologies to that. Hey, just ask the BOK Center. Not sure. This texter says, I thought our fans were feisty and held their own. I feel like OU fans yeah. showed up more this year. Also, I for looked sure. for TJ at the shoot in Sepulpa but never found him. Well, I'm sorry. I was there. You got to look harder. It wasn't hard to find me. Far and away the most OU fans that we've had at this uh, game. And I agree. They were feisty. They know they got a team. That helps, right? Yes. I mean, OU fans know they got a team this year. And so they were giving it back to Arkansas. Well, you know, TJ, you were up there mid-first section, uh, lower bowl. (laughs) You were were in the middle of it, you know. There were a couple of college kids uh, near us. That were fired up, and they were starting, uh, you know, the na 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 na, hey hey, goodbye chant when they were walking up the uh, alleyway, and they were chanting SEC. In fact, what the, the Outino asked if there were any SEC chants during the game. There were, um, especially towards the end. OU fans were chanting SEC. Here's what I like. We're going to talk some hoops next segment. We're going to hear from Porter. I would say last year Arkansas bullied OU. I would say. In the last couple of years, that's happened multiple times. Bigger, physical, more athletic team bullied them. That didn't happen Saturday. Like, maybe there's a team in America that's going to bully these guys, but, I mean, when you're when you're trotting Jalen Moore and Otega Owe out there, good luck. You know? I mean, if we're going to start something, good luck. Well, and, and Hughley rolls out there, you know, so... Well, there's more. Yeah, there's yeah, more. I'm say, just saying those two guys alone are standing in the front of the pack for me. And they're just bigger and badder and tougher than they've been in the past. And more athletic and everything. I mean, they play with an attitude. I like the fact I don't I don't want them to get thrown out of games, but you're gonna talk a little noise, maybe pick up a tee once in a while, you're gonna give it back to them on the court. Okay. I'm fine with that. Play with some attitude. I I love I'm I'm falling in love with this basketball team, Teach. Head over heels. And if you know Reed Lovelace is coming off that bench, if something gets started, you want no part of that. You want no part of Lovelace. <laughs> off the top rope. <laughs> All right, break time. Porter's postgame thoughts next. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Coach, first off, 
Congratulations. What a win today. No, oh, thank you. Thank you. Just happy for the, you know, our guys. Um, big win for us. You know, yeah. big win for us. You know, they, and uh, we got a lot of respect for Arkansas. And uh, But I, I thought our guys um, kept on answering the bell, yep. played really gritty defense. Um, and it just got into such a, you know, driving and calling so many fouls in the second half. But, I, like, our first half defense I thought was elite, you know. Even a couple of the baskets they hit, they hit two really hard threes. Mm-hmm. Um, they got two offensive rebounds. But we held them, I think, five two-point baskets in the first half. And uh, and we, we played hard without fouling. And it just got to be, and I don't want to comment on it, but the second half with the just back and forth with the fouling um, it kind of took away from the game. But um, I thought uh, just a gritty performance, you know, by our guys. About five minutes to go first half. It's back and forth. Neither team can take more than about a three-point lead. And then, boom, you go on a spurt to take the 12-point lead into the locker room. Did, did something happen there or click in or change for you that last segment of the first half? You know, I, I just thought we kept on staying with what we're doing. And, uh, you know, like um – I just thought defensively we we had to be connected because they're such good one-on-one players, and we were trying to plug the gaps and not let them go downhill and get them kind of bottled up. And that's why we had a couple shot clock violations that were really great, and we knew it fired up our bench when we got a couple of those because we knew what we were we were trying to bottle them up and not let them go downhill. And um, you know they're so athletic, so athletic, and they got some guys that can make tough shots. Yeah. And um, but um, you know we got to you know we got to hold our composure. You know we we, we you got to play with emotion but not emotionally and I thought at times but it was really tough like I, I told the official I mean like Otega was excited he hit the three and he just kind of raised his head up and looked up in the stands and just happened to be over it it wasn't at any one person I'm like you got to make a read on whether you're in somebody's face or if you're just playing with the emotion um but we gotta we gotta do that better but I was this was really big here coming in here we knew it was a, a big game um third game of the series I think yeah. the, Tulsa did a great job with this I know now we're going to the same league and uh but I thought this was great to get, to get this rubber match here in this three-game series. They, uh, the percentage was more in your favor today than it has been in the first two games here. There was there was a bigger crowd of Sooner fans here. Than 100%. Yeah. 100%. I thought the Sooner fans were great. I mean, it, by far. Of the three games out here, this is the most Sooner fans we've had in here by far. And uh, it was a, it was great. And, uh, you know, I just thought we just kept on answering the bell. They yeah. tried to make runs right. and come back, and we just never, you know, uh, we responded a lot in those runs. You've got, and that's the last thing we'll let you go, but it's starting to become evident. You've got some guys that are not only talented, but they got some some uh, moxie to them, Coach. In those big moments when momentum is going the other way, JV and McCollum or Milo Shuzan or Otega Owe, they like to take the big shots in the big moments to silence things. 100%. 100%. And then, uh, you know, I thought they, they, you know, Tega hit that one. Waldo did a great job. We were trying to get some long possessions. And, um, you know, we, we hit Tega and he just stepped in for that three. Um, you know, Javion just, you know, continues to, to do so many dynamic things. Yeah. Um, and uh, Lowe's hit a big three when they were running. Um, you know, Sam made some free throws when they were making a run uh, i thought sam played really good defense bottling up their ball screen stuff late in the, in the last seven or eight minutes um so i thought that was really you know rivaldo i was gonna he, say i'm glad you mentioned waldo he was fantastic you know he 13 points seven rebounds he had an assist he fouled out because he was playing with such emotion but really efficient 13 points on four shots seven rebounds i thought he was terrific way to go coach congratulations you thank win. you guys you're nine and oh congratulations thank you coach. guys Porter after the game, Sooners win 79-70. Uh, a couple of thoughts here. We're down to seven unbeatens. Princeton lost yesterday. 
So the seven remaining undefeated teams in America, Oklahoma, Arizona, Houston, Baylor, Clemson, Ole Miss, and James Madison. I watched Ole Miss yesterday. UCF had a chance to beat them and uh, went right to the wire. But uh, you know who the head coach is at Ole Miss now, Teach? Who's that? Our old buddy Chris Beard. Oh, that's that's right. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. He's got them off to an undefeated start. Turns out he can still coach, it looks like. OU has now won 13 of the last 15 against the SEC. Uh, That spans... Well, it goes... I'll tell you when that starts. That starts the game after Trey's loss to Alabama in Tuscaloosa. The big Colin Sexton, Trey Young showdown, TJ. That, that, the game after that uh, is when this streak starts. They've won 13 of the last 15. Uh, the only two losses in there, of course, Arkansas last year, and they lost to number one Auburn in their SEC challenge game a couple of years back at Auburn. Otega Owe is now 9 of 11 from three-point range. I mean, he's not going to shoot 80% for the year, obviously, but I mean, is this is he that guy now? Is he has he gone from a terrible shooter to a really good three-point shooter now? Or is this just an uh, is this just an abnormal start and he'll settle in and be a 30% I, I guy it, in the end? I would say that he's just really worked on it because mm-hmm. I mean, I just think it's his overall game. I mean, I think he's better in every facet of the game, just about. So I just think he's made a a great jump from year to year, like you see sometimes. And I think he's just worked really hard. And so I'm not, I'm with you. I'm not saying he's going to start knocking down five, six, three pointers a game, but I think when his spots are there, he's going to take it and he's comfortable in taking that shot now. He's getting more and more comfortable taking it. Mm -hmm. Kevin said on the broadcast Saturday, he's the most improved player in America. Now, I haven't seen every player in America, but he's got to be a nominee for that. Last year, I liked him. He would come in and play really tough defense, and you give it to him on a fast break, he'd do something fun. But he was nowhere close to this player. Like, this is, this guy can drive. He can finish with both hands around the rim. He can shoot threes. Lock you up. He, he will continue to lock you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's fantastic. Um, I don't know. It's a little hard to not get out over your skis a little. I mean, they got four non-conference games left. They will be heavy favorites in three. Green Bay Saturday. And then after Christmas, they host Central Arkansas and Monmouth. Right. So... Should be worst case scenario. Should be, they go twelve and one in the non-con. That's if they drop the Carolina game. Yeah, that's the North Carolina game. And I'm not giving Carolina that one, but there'll be an underdog there, and there'll be twenty thousand people in Carolina blue in that one, and it'll be a tough one. And their OU is going to go into Charlotte a week from Tuesday, a week from Wednesday, ten and zero probably, and. It's going to be a primetime ESPN game in front of 20,000 Carolina fans. You know, odds are going to be stacked against them in that one. They can win it. I've seen Carolina play. They're beatable. 
Baycott will be a, a problem, but OU's got some problems for Carolina, too. It's a winnable game, but they'll be underdogs. Even if they lose that, Teej, they go 12-1 and one in the non-con. 12-1. Knock on wood. That'll be the one loss, like you said, and really the only of the 12, unless I'm not remembering one, USC was the only one that was even that close of a game. Saturday was the second single-digit game they played, okay. and that's because Arkansas was they, being jerks they were being and wouldn't jerks stop at the end. playing yes. at the end. Yeah. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I meant to mention it earlier. But, yeah, that was OU had cleared their bench. They were kind of just dribbling out shot clocks, and here they are trying to steal and dunk and shoot up threes. And I'm like, stop it. Dude, we're trying to be nice here. Exactly. We're stu- we've stopped trying to score. Just chill. Anyway, doesn't matter. That got to a nine-point game because of that. So the USC game and the and the uh, Arkansas game are the two that were single digits, but which wasn't the case last year. Last year there was a lot of those non-con games that they just had to work to even you know win by four or five. Hey, Teach, so. breaking news! I think this team's better than last I'm year's not, team. I'm not breaking the news. Brought to you by Wagner's Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Uh, I'm telling you, they are. That's not breaking news. Okay, all right, very good. Uh, then it starts getting fun. Conference play arrives in early January, uh, and it starts with Iowa State, who's number eight in the net rankings right now. Then you go to seven and one TCU. Then you go to Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Here we go, Teach. Here we go, Teach. If you're ever gonna go to Allen Fieldhouse, this might be your last chance. I don't believe that. Might be. In the conference, it is, definitely. But um, you don't think they'll ever play again in the future? I don't think there's that animosity well, they might. there. They, no, I don't either. But how many but probably be true road site. games yeah, do you be, play in non-conference yeah, play? They're probably pretty be a rare. Neutral site, you're right. But, I mean, you better talk it over with the misses. Now that you're one of those people that supports the team on the road, this is the next big step. <laughs> That's it. 749. We'll be back. Ref Army, it's time to join us once again for the Refs Hal Smith Restaurant Group College Bowl Pick'em. Just head to ESPN.com, find the College Bowl Mania link, search for the group Unhitch the Wagon, and enter the password Sooners. If you've joined us in the past, it's even easier. Just click rejoin the league and you're in. So take your shot at great prizes and bragging rights with the Refs College Bowl Pick'em. Brought to you by the Hal Smith Restaurant Group. A Hal Smith gift card is good for things like dinner at Charleston's, burgers at the garage, brunch at Neighborhood Jam, and a whole lot more. Visit HalSmith.com and spread some joy this holiday season. Big thank you to Hightower Clinical. They bring you this hour. They believe everyone should have access to new treatment options through clinical trial participation. Find out the areas they're working with, HightowerClinical.com, or you can call or text 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Toby, when was the last time OU men's basketball started 9-0? and Final four year. In fact, I'm glad you mentioned that. I was going to look up what they started that year. But the, that's the answer to that question. And uh, go ahead and read something else, TJ, and I'll tell you how many they won in a row before they lost here in a second. Ravens, wow, OU basketball. Wow, Coach T, good stuff. Coach, um, the Ravens won in dramatic fashion yesterday. Puerto oh, Ricans. my Colts lost. Four-game losing streak ended. 
four game losing streak ended. I'm sorry, four game winning streak okay. ended. Thank okay. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That... sorry, sir. Still in the playoffs as of right now, but it's tight. Everybody's seven and six in the AFC. This one just says Eric Musselman needs a butt whooping. <laughs> I isn't uh, uh, Man, I've said enough about him today. I don't need to say anything. TJ, what'd you think of the Sepulpa Christmas shoot? Sounded like we were there at the same time. If you get a chance, go when they have the parade and watch that awesome parade. That's from Firefighter Darren and Norman. I love it. You guys got to listen to the whole show. Yeah, we can't great. take time to repeat ourselves Podcast constantly. It. Podcast hour okay? one. We've it was great. about the shoot. Loved it. Travis is asking us to play the Muscleman sound. We've already played it. Uh, listen, if, if you can't listen to all three hours of the show, we can't help you. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Set your alarm. Actually, we can. We just. Oh, I guess they we can could go play and it listen. Again. To, no, they go yeah. and listen to the podcast. We can help them oh, out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, just go, go listen to it if you missed One, it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen and zero is what that team started. They were fourteen and zero when they went to Kansas and lost that triple overtime game. So we uh, that final fourteen. <sighs> Uh, the new what QB would we that we go to Kansas if we won them all now we'd be we'd be thirteen and zero through non-con Iowa State fourteen TCU, TCU. they'd be fifteen and zero when they go to Fog Allen this year if if they won them all. Hope that's the case. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, Jason says that new QB at Mississippi State got said dying time on his pick. Well, he can't take it. Let's that's, that's Dylan Gabriel's. Like us, us was saying that was confusing huh. this weekend. So I thought that was a DG thing. I thought so too. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Sooner Gundy wants to know why you're questioning the call to go with Gundy. You have to, or to Gundy. Uh, that is Sooner, Sooner Gundy. Go with Arnold. You have to make the transition at some point. You don't recruit a five-star QB and have him sit behind a guy for two years. That'd be a bad look. What if the guy sitting behind though is a Heisman contender, which is possible. I'm saying it's a gamble. I it the, and it may it may be uh it, it may work out, but if uh, Jackson Arnold has a better year next year in his first year of college football than Dylan Gabriel has next year in his sixth year of college football, it would be a little bit of a surprise to me. So, it's a gamble. I don't think we ever cater and kowtow to five-star recruits just because you you bring them in and say well sorry i mean you've got one of the best quarterbacks in america and you showed him the door because of of the potential of another guy it might work out this guy may win the heisman elite ou national championship it's just a gamble we'll be back <laughs> 